Hey, Zero Block 30 listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Pride members can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball Nip. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball Nips and have a great time on the golf course. It's a Tuesday edition here on Zero Block 30, and today we have five rounds of the magazine. Round number one. What the? What the shell? What the? What the shell? The Navy and Coast Guard teamed up to rescue over 1,100 sea turtles down in Texas who are experiencing a little bit of shell shock from the cold. Round number two, a new rover landed on Mars, and now we can see and hear what the planet is like. It's only a matter of time until the Marine Corps makes it a training base up there. That video, eerie. Very weird. And that's also, I don't care about Mars. I don't care. Whoa. Like, I, I don't care about it. If Mars, get it out of my face. I don't care what's going on on Mars. There's nothing going on on Mars. It's just a big, dumb thing. You better hope we don't need to get up there for survival. And they're going to remember that. Mars is going to remember. I'll tell you this right now. I'd rather kill myself than live on Mars. Whoa. Wow. Starting hot just... on a... <laughs> yeah. My goodness. I, I, I got to tell the listener, I've been feeling sick. I'm probably going to be a little ornery today. It's going to be fine. We're going to get through it. But I might say some things that I regret. Round number four. Nope. As you were. Round number three. Wow. That was a very smooth as you were. I haven't done that in a long time. Oh, that was good. Smooth. That was good. Thank you very much. Round number three, talk show host Greg Kelly goes after Biden's dog for looking too mangy in the White House. Greg Kelly, you better leave those fucking dogs alone. Champ is a good boy. You better take it back. Round number four, this year marks the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg convictions. And what better way to showcase that than saying, Avita Zan, bitch, to a Nazi found living in Tennessee. Also, I would have never guessed, Kate put this in the sheet, I would have never guessed that's how you spelled Avita Zen. No. Me neither. It looks like that's... off Wiederhesen. Yeah. So the listener, if you've never seen Avita Zen spelled out, A-U-F-W-I-E-D-E-R-S-E-H-E-N. And phonetically, Even... that is what, Promo Kate? code ZBT. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and spell that out phonetically, Kate. <laughs> oh, no, we don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have time. That's it's too many letters. Too. Yeah, we could have done it just off, but not the Virazen part. Like, that's just going to take too long. German, it'll get you. Round number five, I have a special round where we're going to talk about what features make dudes hot. And all that's going to be brought to you by our good friends at 3G. Uh, 3G is providing also on my timeline late night uh, Pangea tweets, which has been a good time. 3G is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products. All products are formulated by a biochemist and made in the USA with USA Grow Hemp. It has Delta 8 as the first federally legal version of THC. It is the more functional alternative to marijuana. It gives you an amazing buzz and a great body feel with a clear head, less anxiety and paranoia. It's available at 3chi.com. That's the number 3chi.com at retailers around the country. You must be 21 to purchase. And remember, this is not CBD. It's psychoactive. It'll give you a buzz. So do it responsibly. Don't 3chi and drive. 
don't want to do that, but we do want you to go to ZBT, uh, use the promo code ZBT2021. You're going to receive 5% off at your checkout. Again, go to 3chi.com in the promo code ZBT2021. You're going to love that. I recommend uh, there's a purple haze one. There's also one that's a London pound cake, which is delicious. They have one that has a strawberry. And if you like to just, uh, if you don't want to do the vaping or anything like that, get the black, I think it's the blackberry. Maybe it's the watermelon. No, the blackberry uh, gummies late at night. Just pop one of those bad boys in and you'll be sleep, sleep, sleeping your little baby head off. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I'm watching this new show on Apple TV unbelievable insult it's called uh search party i think it's called it has the woman who played mabel on arrested development and there's like all these different characters and one of them is like walking through this hallway in new york they live in brooklyn and he hears almost like a domestic disturbance going on so he knocks on their door and he's like hey i just want to make sure that you're okay because the woman answered the doors and she's like you shut the fuck up you baby cock bitch i could smell your little dick from here and i was like man she must be a marine (laughs) unbelievable i love that baby cock bitch is a good insult it really is that stings a little bit Mm -hmm. no disrespect to all those micro peens out there you're a person no disrespect despite what the rumors are you are a person no disrespect to my baby he's got he'll have a great Baby. Oh, I think it's okay if you're a baby to have a baby right. cock. I don't He's think that. I don't think that's the ex, that's the expectation. Right. That's it's not his fault. Don't shame him for that, Kate. Mm-hmm. No. That'll really scar him. Yeah. No, I won't. I won't say a word. I mean, could you imagine laying there and having like your parents be like, "Oh, look at your little dick, you pussy." Yeah. No. Well, that's we'll never do that. So. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even have kneecaps. That'd be fucked up. Right. He can't fight. He can't fight back. Babies have three hundred bones when they're born. You have been three chi goofing. <laughs> they do. Babies have three hundred bones. People, grown folks, two hundred and six. Somehow, from the time that you're a baby to when you're a full grown human, you lose ninety four bones. What's well, that about? Um, I I may be very wrong here, but aren't teeth bones? No, that that's, that doesn't count. And they're they're not technically bones because they're made of denta is the the Whoa. type of material that they're made from. Okay. So the they. What happens is some of the cartilage formations that are in a baby transition and become bone. So the, it's larger plates. But I mean, think about the way all the yoga, essentially, babies have to do to oh, escape yeah, the vulva, yeah. which, lest we forget, is the entire pussy. The whole pussy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Speaking of, I got the car seat. Chaps bought me a car seat stroller carrier combo, and it is Mm-mm. all set up. The car seat is in. Pat and I were sitting down in the parking garage last night. We didn't. I thought it was going to be a big fight. I feel like that's a traditional. It's like when a couple parks a boat and you know they're going to get in a fight. Mm-hmm. I thought this installing the car seat was just another classic. You can't escape it. But we got it in there, and I think, I think we did it right. So that's yeah, you exciting. have the little hooks in the back. Got the little hooks in the back. It's, it's God, set, so. those things are a pain when you have to like switch cars in and out. It's a fucking pain. So I'm excited though. So that's all set. So that was like the last thing off the checklist. So when he you will definitely get car seat shamers because you're gonna do something wrong and you'll post like a picture of your baby on the way home hospital or somebody be like, oh, you need to adjust those straps down. Oh, it's not. Shut up. Yeah, just shut up about it. Kate's doing the best she can. Thank you. I was watching Three Men and a Baby last night. 
And what a every, classic. Such a mm-hmm. classic. People just kept hopping in cabs holding the baby and putting the baby yeah. in the tr- <laughs> car trunk and putting the baby. Times have changed. We're at least yeah. at least we have a car seat now. So What a, what a, what an apartment those gentlemen lived in. That's oh, unbelievable. What a fuck shack. Yeah, uh-huh. seriously. I also because Kate has some production skills and editing skills. You guys should do a new barstool version of "Look Who's Talking" intro, where you have like <laughs> the baby has a voice, not Roseanne Barr. I don't think we want to use no, Roseanne Barr for that. Yeah, baby. We moved on from Roseanne. Got yeah, we weird. don't want to do Roseanne, no. but I think that that would be an interesting video. Or you could just do a podcast from the perspective of your baby. Ooh, that would be that? interesting. We thought about having him host. Yeah. So we'll All right. Because you'll end up talking for your baby. Did you do that, Kyle? Where when your baby's born, you like say things that you think it's thinking and that you'll like talk to it back and forth and yeah. have like a dialogue with yourself. Usually when one of them was crying and I was just over it, I'd be like, all right. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck you, dad. I'm not going to stop crying uh-huh. for hours. Yeah, exactly. It's three, it's three in the morning. Go Bring fuck me some yourself. of that milk, you bitch. You little bit. My kids are mean to me, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I deserved it. All right, let's get started with the show. Here's some music. Little Tuesday now. Last Tuesday, very different from this Tuesday. All the snow is gone. Texas is back and normal. Um, we didn't have trash pickup for two weeks, so we got my... My street essentially looks like New York City right now. There's just <laughs> piles and piles of trash down the sidewalks everywhere, and people are trying to get rid of it. Um, it's been a nightmare to get through, but I feel bad for a lot of these folks. Did you guys see the news that because Texas relies on its own grid, the power companies are all private run, and they don't have like much state regulation? Mm-hmm. There's people here that had $16,000 power bills. Yeah, that's just – I don't know how – as a business, you can do that and sleep at night, right? Like, I don't know how you they can They were take- happy about it, dude. Like, they were like, this is what capitalism is. Like, no, this, bullshit. Like, this is, that's not this how is, companies this, are happy. This is free market. This is the free market. That's what happens. I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration. And, and, and Huge taking, exaggeration. I mean, that's taking uh, the, the spirit of capitalism to a whole new level. It isn't actually capitalism. And it's just greed and disgusting and abhorrent that you would do this to people. Because I don't. there's not many people... Who can just oh uh, sixteen thousand dollars? Yeah, I'll just write a check for sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah, That's a significant people, amount of money. Because they have like this thing where you can pay less money in like a variable rate power, and people were saying, "Oh, you didn't complain about the months that you got it lower." You're right. I didn't complain about the months where it wasn't $250. It was $210. Yeah. That's a big difference than it's supposed to be $240 and it's fucking 16 grand. Yeah, crazy. And then they came out and said, oh, well, we'll let you pay it over the course of 10 years. Fuck you, dude. I'm moving. Thanks. I, yeah, I, I, I just wouldn't stay in Texas. At Good, that put point. it on my credit yeah. report. By the time that it'll be seven years from now and I didn't pay shit and it's gone anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the way to go. That's my advice to a Texan. If you are not planning on buying a house or something like that, just don't pay it. Mm-hmm. Don't pay it. Just and leave. then in seven years, it's off your credit report. Who cares? Yeah, that shit's Gosh. crazy town. But 16 grand. There is... And one more thing before we transition, Kate. Yes. All these motherfuckers, Ted Cruz saying, how could this happen? Because of you. <laughs> it happened because of ah, you. It isn't it's the like, consequences of my own actions. <laughs> right. It's like that, uh, the hot dog scene. And I, I, I think you should leave. Yeah. Where it's like, we're trying to find out who did this. You sued the federal government to get off the, uh, out of the regulations. That's why it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then, I'm sorry, did you, have you seen these people over the weekend? Now the conspiracies are starting talking about Ted Cruz, that the snow is actually fake. Yes. And it's manufactured, mm-hmm. and they're out there with lighters and such. They're like, look, the snow's not melting. It's, it's, yeah. it's all fake. It's like, the well, snow's actually. snow's not burning. Snow doesn't melt. My favorite but, thing okay. about Texans in this whole thing Texans are so good at trolling politicians mm. just because they don't give a fuck about the repercussions. Mm-hmm. Somebody hired a mariachi band to go outside of Ted Cruz's house so he could still feel like he was in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, my goodness. That's so brilliant. And I, I, there is one aspect about Ted Cruz that I feel bad for him about. He's a successful man, obviously, like he's a senator, like has been a multi-term senator now. I think that means that you're successful. He is a lawyer and a very accomplished lawyer. His wife is a managing director at Goldman Sachs, but because they want to give off this everyday vibe, they don't live in a house of somebody who is that successful and a managing director of Goldman Sachs. So it's like you have all this money and you have to act like you don't like you because they are rich as shit and they're acting like they live, they live in a, a normal, like upper scale neighborhood, but not like anything insane that you normally get when you're a Goldman Sachs managing director. No, certainly not. And an MD is definitely not living in a, I guess we'll call it a shack. By no yeah. means, especially, you know, maybe it's a little bit relative. Their house is still nice as shit, though. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's not <laughs> yeah. terrible. But uh, no. I'm sure, I wonder how much, where she's based out of. Because if she's not based in Texas, she's based somewhere else. It might even be that her money goes much further down in Texas. So Could be. Hmm. Could be. Hmm. I know other people that do that same thing. Well, All right. <laughs> there is good stuff coming out of Texas. There's lots of nice things coming out of there, too. A lot of people helping each other H-E-B. out. H-E-B. What about H-E-B? I love H-E-B. No, that's just what's good about Texas. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, I used to love H-E-B. And Bucky's is getting out of Texas too, Kate. Your beloved Bucky's is moving on to different states. They're opening one in Florida soon. I wouldn't be mad at a Bucky's. I feel like Wawa oh. and Bucky's could exist as friends. They, they could coexist mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. They, could be, they could be pals on, on the corners. But so real quick H-E-B story. Um, the H-E-B where I lived in Harker Heights, it was the parking lot was on a hill. So... Basically, every time I would park at the bottom just so that when I, when I would come out with my groceries, I could ride the cart down the parking oh, lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just as like, oh, that's fun. And Did you start forward or backwards? Forward. Oh, you got to start backwards, but then you do a spin around. Oh, yeah. All right. That's Rookie a little, mistake. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. true. My bad. But so um, so then one day uh, I get called into my battalion commander's office because I would often do this right after work. So I'd be in uniform. I get called into my commander's office and he's like, um... Hey, uh, did I did I see you riding a cart in the HGV parking lot? <laughs> in I, uh, uniform. In uniform. I go, yeah, that, that was probably me. So he goes, yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> All right. We. Oh, I thought he was going to tell you where a globe was. <laughs> wear a helmet <laughs> next time. Yeah, no. But so I always remember no, that. fucking globe So whenever yeah, I did it. Your eyebrow. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that's my HGV story. All right, but let's get into what's actually happened down here in Texas because this story, it is a, it's one of the only – even though it's bad, it's still feel it's good a feel story. It's a feel-good story from Gina Harkins at Military.com. Uh, service members have been helping their neighbors through a crisis in Texas this week, uh, including hundreds of reptiles who were left helplessly bobbing in cold water after unusually freezing weather crippled the state. Navy Captain Christopher Jason, he's commanding officer over at Nair Aval 
at Naval Air Station Corpus Christi, he was assessing problems on base because of the storm when they noticed, like, a bunch of people started noticing, like, man, all these turtles are, like, just kind of frozen floating. All these birds are falling mm, people out. People are trees. saying that the Gulf of Mexico is essentially the world's biggest turtle gazpacho soup. Basically, yeah. So all these frozen <laughs> turtles. So they started noticing, like people like him started noticing these reptiles are cold stunned. So Coast Guard Petty Officer Second Class Russell Grizzard, great name, uh, he noticed he's one of three coasty rescue swimmers who later dove into the near freezing water to find turtles and bring them to safety. Uh, most of the turtles could barely move or keep their heads above water and would have drowned if we didn't get to them, he said. When the turtles first turned up Tuesday, Jason, the Captain Jason we were talking about, he grabbed his kayak, just started paddling around and plucking turtles out of the water and putting them on the side of the, on the lakeside. He loaded a few into his kayak, paddled back to shore with Will Bellamy, a fellow army guy, and they started loading turtles into the truck. And this comes with a photo there are places around these bases just covered in turtles now, just turtles <laughs> on sheets. What began as a small operation later turned into a massive volunteer effort as hundreds of sea turtles began appearing near the air station. Do you think they had a little like Lance Corporal Turtle Wireless, like head over to the air station, bro, with your last bit of energy? They're getting us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, the only thing I kept thinking of is when Forrest keeps going back into the jungle yeah. to get people <laughs> and like carrying them out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little Forrest Gump turtle drag, dragging him over to the air station. <laughs> Every time uh, I went back to hey, look Bubba. for Bubba. <laughs> hey, Forrest. Well, word got out that this air station was saving turtles, and people started... I want to go home. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's all I have to say about that. Word spread on social. Sorry I ruined your green turtle party. Um, <laughs> anyway. I think you should go back home to Greenbow, Alabama, where it's warm because you're cold-blooded. So I started paddling. Um, by Friday morning, the volunteers... And that pinko communist Johnson. <laughs> ah, it's just a stupid war. Possum, possum taught Forrest me to Gump. dangle. <laughs> anyway, word spread on social media, and by Friday morning, I'm afraid to keep talking because I know somebody's going to alert another one out. By Friday morning, the volunteers had saved more than 1,100 of these turtles. Um, Grizzard and Petty Officer Third Class Will Grosskritz were the first two coasty swimmers to show up on Wednesday to assist. Um, over the next few days, they saved 60 turtles the first day, then another 40 to 50 the next. Other volunteers were lowering laundry baskets onto the rocks just above the water so turtles could climb in and be raised above the seawall. And I bet what song were they playing, chaps, as these turtles were, were lifted, were airlifted in the baskets? Welcome to, to the jungle! jungle. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was badass music playing. It was like a real helicopter rescue, but with sea turtles in laundry baskets. Every time, what would you say if when if you were riding the kayak and you were picking up um, turtles and putting them in there? What would you say? I don't know. I would always talk to him like I was Master Splinter. Every time I went up to him, I'd, I'd pick up one and I'd be like, Leonardo. <laughs> I bet there was a fair amount of that going on. I bet knowing these troops. Um, Leonardo, Raphael. (laughs) Well, about Michelangelo. Go on, say the last name. Donatello. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Chaps would only rescue four turtles, and then he'd be like, well, yeah. I'm done. Um, There's four each time. Yeah, that's it. Like, and I'd be handing them over to a Lance Corporal, like, here's Leonardo, here's Donatello. 
Oh, here comes that Ninja Turtles guy again with the basket. Oh, Michelangelo. Where's your fucking orange bandana? You had <laughs> you lost your that. wife's at home on the sewing machine crafting tiny little eyes. I, uh... Oh, you don't have your purple little eye strap, I see. You're going to need a missing gear report Yeah, where's that. your eye pro there? Uh, anyway, the, hundreds of turtles on these bases and troops even volunteered to stay overnight with them and do little overnights to keep watch over them. Captain Jason, who scuba dives as well, said he was used to seeing turtles in the area, but was shocked at the sheer number that were turning up. He was also impressed by the volunteers' ingenuity. They were they were forming human chains to reach the turtles, heading into the water with paddle boards. Like, people were, and it was freezing. It was fucking freezing. So people were going above and beyond to help these little animals out. I think if you feel helpless, if there's only so much you can do for the people around you at the time. Like you just want to do something. And this gave people something to do, which thank the, I'm sure the turtles were grateful. Um, in hard times, the power of people to get together and to help out, whether it's a person in need or a creature, these amazing things can happen. He said it was the power of the human spirit. A lot of people being selfless and doing something special and positive. I cannot turtles. wait for these award ceremonies to happen. Where <laughs> to all who shall see these presents, greetings. Know ye that, <laughs> and then they go into it uh, and describing an unparalleled uh, conditions in Texas from this date to this date. One thousand one hundred turtles were saved by the ingenuity, stick-to-itiveness, <laughs> and his, like all this stuff. And they're gonna make it sound like the most fancy military shit ever. Yeah. In reality, it's just throwing some turtles into a kayak and sticking them under a light. So there I was. <laughs> <sighs> turtles. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Cute they, they story. Re- they've, they've reflected the, the very best the Coast Guard has to offer in these heroic yep. actions. Truly. If they wanted to warm up, they could probably go to Mars, like in round number two, right, Kate? Well, you're wrong, pal. Mars is colder than the U.S. Oh, it's cold? But don't worry, we've got Mars facts in this story, too. So yeah, don't okay. You worry about it's also, it. it's, it's bigger than Greenland. Yeah. Oh, true. It is. Yeah, huge week this week. I watched it live on the TV while I was working from home. NASA scientists uh, on Friday... Striking images started coming through. They landed the little Mars rover named Perseverance, including a selfie was taken of the six-wheeled vehicle dangling just above the surface of the red planet moments before touchdown. Perseverance taught me how to dangle. Yeah, the color (laughs) photograph is likely to become an instant classic among memorable images from the history of spaceflight and was snapped by a camera mounted on the rocket-powered sky crane. Um, the picture looking down on the rover shows the entire vehicle suspended from three cables unspooled from the sky crane, along with an umbilical communications cord hmm. with swirls of dust coming up. Seconds later, the rover gently planted on its wheels. Its tethers were severed and the sky crane job completed flew off to crash a safe distance away, though not before photos and other data were transmitted to the rover for safekeeping. This week, NASA hopes to present more photos and video, possibly with audio, taken by all six cameras affixed to the spacecraft, showing more of the sky crane maneuvers, as well as the supersonic parachute deployment that preceded it. It was crazy watching. They're like, everything looks so smooth, but these things were going like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles an hour. This shit was happening like... Yeah, I saw that whenever it was approaching to land, it was going 22,000 miles an hour. What? Yeah. 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 So pretty fucking crazy, but they made it seem so smooth. And that is like pucker factor. You know, your company has put like billions, maybe millions. Yeah, I would billions? say billions. Yeah, billions yeah. for sure. And you don't want to be the one that's like, oh, God. I mean, if the fucking F-35 costs billions. Yeah, seriously. Then, then, 
But you don't want to be the one as this is starting to land to be like, oh my God, did I leave that paperclip stuck in that one part of the rover? Oh my (laughs) God. What if you're trying to land it with your like Xbox controller and you get a thumb cramp? Exactly. So Mm -hmm. a lot of things to think about, a lot of things there, but it's always fun to watch them in the room cheering as something like that is successful. And I'm excited. Chaps, I can't believe your attitude about Mars is so upsetting to me. I feel like we used to have Martian... I feel like we had people hanging out up there. I feel like there's a mysterious Martian past we don't know. See, I don't. I guess I don't care about what's going on in our solar system because we have good enough satellites to know where we know not a whole lot's going on on any of these planets. I want to focus on stuff outside of our solar system. I want to find life. We have enough technology to know there is no life on Mars. And if there are, it's like little parasites and shit. Like mm-hmm. it's nothing big. I want to go out and explore outside. You're wasting time. It's just, to me, it's like just hanging out. Um, if I wanted to be an explorer and I'm going to go to fucking Dallas. Everybody knows what's going <laughs> well, on in Dallas. This is a good t- test run. At least we're learning how to land things and get things out there and do whatever. Nah, I think I'm with chaps. I think you're just giving them a lot of credit for something that's kind of really been done. We, we've what? had rovers up there before. It's kind of like, to me, going to Mars is kind of like the difference between iPhone 5 and iPhone 7. Sure, it has a little bit of battery. It might have a little bit of a camera, a couple more megapixels. But you're essentially getting the same thing. Like, I've heard about Mars before. And they they filmed that entire movie with Matt Damon up there on Mars already. So, I mean, come on. He made poop potatoes. Yeah, seriously. We're filming movies on Mars, Kate. Like, who cares? What Mm -hmm. is wrong with you guys? I'm so upset by your Mars attitudes. Have a little more Mars too. I mean, I'll look at the pictures, but I'm not going to go crazy about them. Yeah, listen, I'm not throwing... I'll thumb through them, like yeah. if I was at, like, Supercuts or something. I'll check it out, yeah, if I'm waiting at the doctor's office, but I'm not getting... Get Put them in a to... highlights magazine. Boom. Do, do um, uh, you know, uh, compare the two pictures, find the difference, and, and then I'll be interested. Yeah, but until find then, the difference. I'm not, I'm not gearing up to throw these people a party. Like, well, this... <laughs> No. Little Perseverance rover landed in what used to be a delta. Okay, so picture the Mississippi Delta. This landed down in the bio. See, they make that up. How do they know it's a delta? They don't. They can't even prove definitively that there was ice there. Yes, they can. No, they can't. Oh. They make stuff up all the time. Like their hypothesis all of a sudden becomes fact. You can't tell <sighs> me you can definitively say that there's a delta in Mars. You just landed there for the first time a couple of years ago. You don't know what's going on. Anyway, Mars, some little Mars factoids for you. What planet from the sun is it? Do you know? What Fourth. What are we? Third. And I only know that because the show Third Rock from the Sun. Exactly, uh, yes. Mars has two. <laughs> and who, who, I mean, you know what? I always loved when I would know something because I watched TV because people always said when we were growing up, you're not going to learn anything from TV. BS. Do you know how many Jeopardy answers I am able to get because I saw it somewhere along the way on TV? So Impressive. don't tell me you can't learn from TV. And on that note, fuck you, Miss Willis. You said that I would never have a calc. I wouldn't always have a calculator. Right. You were wrong as shit about that. <laughs> I always have a fucking calculator, you dumb bitch. With Sorry. Two, two C's. <laughs> you said you were ornery today, so we'll yeah. allow it. Um, I apologize, Miss Willis. Mars has two tiny little baby moons. Like they're, they're only cute. like they're only thirteen and seven miles across. They would make. For- That's what we need to focus on. Give me more baby moons. We need Anything more baby with moons. baby, baby Dale, baby Dale woohoo, baby <laughs> Mars moons. I like that. There's two baby Mars moons, 13 and 7 miles across, and it would be a great little Marine Corps outpost, I think. If you weigh 100 pounds on Earth, you only weigh 38 pounds on Mars. So fat mm. bodies rejoice, Kyle put there in the sheet. 
Atmosphere, 98% carbon dioxide. Navy chiefs are trying to get PCS to fucking Mars. Yeah, I was just going to say, imagine if that was the new weight loss program in the military. You just get shipped to Mars. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, well, actually, I I make weight on Mars. So so if you think about it, that's going to be a space force. They're going to use Mars weight. Yeah. Yeah, totally Mars weight. Uh, Our cold weather and happy boots would be our gear would be top quality up there. Our, oh, Kate and I, we found some of those in Seattle. We certainly did. The, the average Earth temperature, average temperature of the Earth is 57 degrees Fahrenheit. The average temperature of Mars is negative 81 Fahrenheit. So Ooh. it is much colder there. On a nice day, the hottest it ever gets there is 86 degrees Fahrenheit. We reach 136 degrees Fahrenheit. Our coldest ever recorded, negative 126 Fahrenheit. Mars, negative 284 Fahrenheit. So it's much colder. That's a guess, too. They don't have thermometers. (sighs) It's a guess. Why are you so skeptical and mean to Mars? I don't understand. I mean, when's the last time? Every time, like, mid-September when football first kicks off, especially in like Jacksonville or Miami, they'll have that little sideline temperature thing. When have you ever seen that in Mars? Mm. They don't know how hot or cold it is. They're using lasers. I can see just, this is, I can see Kyle dying inside as we slowly but surely. They're using lasers, man. It's all just lasers. You don't even know. Really? I mean, they just got to the point where I can shoot one of those little laser guns at my big green egg to show how hot it is. You're telling me that they can do that all the way to fucking Pluto? Come on. Yes. I don't buy that for a second. Kyle's shaking his head yes. Listen, listen, Chaps. I mean, it's difficult to lead a weapon at 500 yards. Like, if you're going to lead somebody. Mm. Imagine the lead you have to do to get a laser beam to fucking Pluto. Right, because we're moving, Pluto's moving, it's all moving. Even at the speed of light, you gotta think that takes seven years to get there. I don't know. I feel like I need you to tell me you're not the godfather. Like, you know that scene in the office where Michael's acting like, I need you to tell me you're just fucking with me because I, I can't look at you the same right now. This is heartbreaking. Hold on, I'm gonna put how many light years away is pluto all right while you're doing that yeah you I, guess I, you guys guess how far 12 point, 12 light years point seven. Oh, it's definitely not seven years i was wrong um it takes pluto is located around 263 light minutes away from us it wouldn't take a year to reach it this is the average distance between pluto to us and even at its further distance from us it wouldn't take near a light year away um wow so i was way off Hmm. all right but like one year that's still i mean you turn on the lights and it takes a year to light up that room you would never find what you need in your pantry never no I mean, imagine all the dinners that would be ruined. You, every time you guys start talking science, I, I, I genuinely want to die. Can we? Yeah, I, I, I need to know who's driving off the road right now with rage. <laughs> you put this in the sheet, Kay. You do this to yourself. No, yeah. Kyle put it on the uh, sheet. Yeah, that's hand up. My fault. 
Yeah, that was Kyle, not me. Um. All right. Well, if you do end up going to Mars, maybe you should go with Can I Pro Gear. Can I Pro Gear has the finest backpacks in the world, and no one else can even come close. From a salt pack to easy, everyday going, everyday carry bags, Can I has a pack or a bag to fit your needs, even if you're going to Mars. I think they are the first actual uh, sponsor here on ZBT that has Mars proof bags, which is unbelievable. All their Can I bags are come with a lifetime warranty, and right now, Can I is offering free. U.S. shipping orders on orders over 75 bucks. Can I also offers the ability to use Afterpay. You can split it up to 30. If it's over 35 bucks, you can do it in four easy payments. Shout out to all the PFCs who have all that money coming in. You can even afford these things, you poor bitches. Can I has uh, been used all over the world and confirm firsthand stories of their backpacks serving effectively in active war zones. Um, I just got the olive drab one in this weekend. It is lovely pulled it out. I am going to be using that to carry all my stuff. Also, I've been getting rid of everything in my office, like going through having that where you need to get rid of stuff and like do a big clean out is so freeing. I'm just fucking tossing stuff left and right, left and right, left and right. And if it's important, I'm throwing it in my can I bag. You can do the th- same thing. If you go to can I it's spelled C-A-N-N-A-E, progear.com. Use the promo code ZBT15 for 15% off and free shipping. Unbelievable deal. Make sure you go check that out. Let's move on to round number three. This one comes to us from Newsmax, and I can promise the listener we won't have very many stories that come to us from Newsmax, those crazy bitches that are like O&N or whatever the hell that uh, other network is. Well, this dude, Greg Kelly, he's one of the hosts on there. I'll have to say, he's pretty entertaining. Like the crazier, I think, the news stories and like how wildly outside the box you are, left or right, you gotta be entertaining. Oh, it's yeah. entertaining. Alex Jones, entertaining. Alex, yeah, crazy as fuck. But if you put, if you put Alex Jones podcast on Barstool's network, and just had its satire above it, it would be the greatest show mm. on our network by, yeah. by far. But because this person is being serious, it makes you go the other way. That's how this Greg Kelly is do. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on what they talked about, but here's the clip of Greg Kelly talking about President Biden's dogs. Did you see the dog? Let's get, I want to show you something I noticed. Doesn't he look a little, uh, little rough? <laughs> I love dogs, but this dog needs a, a bath and a comb and uh, all kinds of love and care. I've never seen a dog in the White House uh, like this. I've, I remember Buddy, I remember Millie, I remember lots of dogs, but not a dog who seems, I don't know. I don't know how much love and care he is getting. Let's bring in the historians. <laughs> I'm having fun with this, obviously, but I I, I do want to talk about some stuff. Craig Shirley, Reagan biographer, presidential historian. Craig, welcome back. And Doug Weed, presidential historian, former advisor to George H.W. Bush. That's the White House where I remember Millie. Millie had, like, a staff, and they really took care of her. Very beautiful dog. This dog looks like from, I'm sorry, from the junkyard. And I love that dog, but he looks like he's not been well cared for. No, not not (laughs) at all. Thank you for having us. Uh, no, he looks very dirty and disheveled and uh, very unlike a presidential dog like uh, Millie or Victory or something else in the past in the, uh, pre- in the White House. Now, listen, I understand there's going to be political differences in the United States. Each person is entitled to their own political proclivities. As far as, far as I'm concerned, may a thousand blossoms bloom. But 
leave these fucking dogs out of it. <laughs> Champ is like eight years old. He's 12. And he's a German well, Shepherd. You know he's 12. He's 12. You, yeah. He's going to have flyaways. Yeah. That's what it's called. Those little roughs in his um, in his chest that he has, they're just little flyaways. You pick them off and they'll be fine. I will say, Joe needs to get a Furminator. Joe needs to have a Furminator in the office if you don't know what a furminator is it is the best dog brush known to man if you want to get the undercoat and all that get the furminator somebody jill joe one of the kids one of the secret service agents somebody needs to get a furminator he does need a little brushing that's not his fault don't go on a national tv program and that he is mangy how How dare dare first of all mange is a medical diagnosis, Greg Kelly. I bet you're not a veterinarian. You're not able to make that diagnosis. Mm. Well, a bunch of celeb people got riled up right away in defense of these dogs. Of all people, Keith Olbermann <laughs> was one he, of them. He's he, a wacko. Keith Olbermann's fired he's, up about yeah. anything. He's a fucking wackadoo. <laughs> Keith Olbermann, he used to be great. For the, those of us who remember him from the old sports center days. so disappointing, yeah. right? It's, it's such a bummer. But the, the extent to which he gets upset here it cracked me up. He's like, quick message to Greg Kelly. Fuck you. This is a twelve. Yeah, Love it. this is a twelve-year-old German Shepherd, a senior dog, and you're insulting his appearance. He's in better shape than any of you, and smarter than all of you combined. Okay, Keith, calm down. See, see, he took it too, he too, took far. It too far. Like I, I love Champ. Smarter than everybody combined. That's quite a stretch. That's a little bit of a stretch. That's a little aggressive for uh for what he said there, but yeah. I I, my favorite <laughs> wow okay <laughs> right to yawn big time yeah. so with keith oberman my favorite keith oberman quote that he would do would be like uh it'd be april 2nd for example and fred mcgriff the first baseman for the atlanta braves would hit like two or three home runs like so let's say he hit three home runs and he would say he hit three home runs today which if it was on opening day which means that he's on track to hit 384 home runs mm-hmm. today, this year which would be a record yeah like, no, yeah. like that. He he was one of the first guys to be doing crazy stuff like that, and it was just it was so dry, but very very smart and hysterical. For just, him and Kenny Mayne yeah. and uh, former guest Kenny Mayne. Former guest never would have guessed that Kenny Mayne would be a ZBT guest, but there he was. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just I mean I don't understand. I, I think this is how warped people's brains are now. They think taking shots at the dog in in a way is a taking a shot at Biden, like as if the dog cares at all what you think of him. It's- and I will say the fact that they did this to the German Shepherd and not those pussy ass dogs of the the Obamas. Yeah. Oh, I those hate- Portuguese water dogs. Yeah. They look like little sissies. Yeah, at least these guys look like they've been around the block. They're, they're a little tougher. <laughs> is sissies when- a, sissy a problematic term now? Can you yeah, say sissies? It's not great, but you can. <laughs> when the Clintons were in the White House, I did. Our family went down there for the day and did like the whole DC tour. And we got to do a tour of the White House. And I was in middle school, I think. And all I wanted was to see Socks. That was the Clinton's adopted oh, yeah. cat, Socks. I was so obsessed with that cat. And as we're walking around, I'm like, that, the only thing my eyes were peeled for all day. And I was almost in tears when we left because I didn't get to see Socks. <laughs> I was like, this is a waste. Um, you know what would be really funny? <laughs> if say Because the Biden said that they were going to adopt a cat when they were in the White House, too. That they were going to get yeah. one. So imagine you're in the Oval Office 
your old ass Biden sitting behind the resolute desk being 78 years old. You're having meetings with the world leaders. Like let's say Merkel's there. You have Macron there. You have uh, Justin Trudeau's there. And then all of a sudden you hear that automatic cat litter box, like (laughs) (laughs) how it scratches across because the white house cat took a dump and they just got to clean out. And Joe's just like, uh, excuse me, everybody. It's just a 30 second cycle. So if we just want to wait 30 seconds. <laughs> That's for you. Always going. You know what I noticed about uh, President Biden in this clip, though, that was really refreshing to see was that he was wearing pants that weren't parachutes and just so enormously huge. They were actually uh, tailored to, to his leg and his uh, body that they didn't look ridiculous. So I'm really It's about strange that. that Biden's almost already in like year seven of his presidency mode. Like mm. he's already out on like the White House lawn wearing jeans and like a vest. Yeah. He's just real casual with it. Yeah. Yeah. His, his give a crap meter is uh, pretty low in terms of he cares about what the people think about him, I think. Cause it, because, yeah, because he's already been there for the, that one full presidency. So I, I don't know if that will affect him overall. And also, is he almost already a lame duck? Because hasn't he said he's only going to do one one turn? He hasn't, but he should. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Like, that's what I would do. If I was, like, political talk, if I was him, I would know that I'm 78 years old and the likelihood of me getting elected again would be incredibly small. So mm-hmm. I would do every single thing that's important to me and not give a fuck about what anybody else thought. I would just do what I thought was right, no matter what the political fallout's going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Just do what you think is right. You are in the only, you're the only people that are in that position. Realistically, he's going to die pretty soon after he leaves it. Yeah, which is sad to think about because who <laughs> wants to die? Unless he's like a Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Right. Still kicking. Or a Bob yeah. Dole. Yeah. Shout yeah. to Bob Dole. Colonel Bob Dole, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Bob Dole 99. All right, don't make fun of dogs. Yeah, don't right. make fun of dogs. Also, don't make fun of people that are dieting, especially if they're doing with our friends at Trifecta. It's the best meal prep on earth. All the meals are created by chefs and nutritionists to help you get what you need to get in the best shape of your life. They make meal plans prep not suck. That's honest to God true. Like I got a big delivery of it and having that over quarantine season was amazing. Even though you're supposed to use like a microwave or anything like that, I dumped it out of there, put it in a pan. I had a gas stove and heated it up and everything tasted great. I had some nice meals even during the height of cold, which having when it's 45 degrees in your house and being able to dump a little thing of rice and black beans and shrimp and having like a hot meal makes being cold so much there's no better time to have a hot meal than when you're super cold or you've been cold all day um and this makes it super easy to do that that saves time if you're working all the time if you're in the barracks and you're tired of going to the chow hall and all that kind of stuff make sure you check this out because right now you can get 40 percent off your meal prep with the promo code zero go to trifecta nutrition.com slash zero for this exclusive offer it's a great thing to do to have nice meals and if you're struggling with portion size if you're a big fat fat fatty and you are struggling with portion size go to trifecta nutrition you can get those they're going to give you the portion size that you need so you don't shove food down your gullet so you end up with a big old gut and fail your pt test i've been mm. using the air fryer cons got me for christmas to make them 10 minutes they're perfect in 10 minutes in the air fryer it's amazing oh, so. yeah and it would probably taste better than microwave because anytime you can use an air fryer it's always great it's been mm. fantastic so no complaints there i gotta say and it makes me feel like i'm doing something good for the baby 
Like, look at oh, me. Yeah. I put the chocolate bar down and now I'm eating this. Mm. Yeah, so good, it's mm-hmm. good food. Good stuff. All right. Let's talk about Nazis in round number four. What do we got, Kate? For David Rosa from Task and Purpose. Folks, there's one less Nazi in the United States after Immigration and Customs Enforcement, a.k.a. ICE, deported a 95-year-old former concentration camp guard living in Tennessee, gave him the Alvita Zane to Germany on Friday. Free- See, I think ICE is one of those the most like contentious government agencies that there are. Like Certain people like them, certain people hate them. I think no matter what, you're booting Nazis out of the United States. We're all in that cool moment, everybody's like, good job, I swear to yeah. go. We're, we're to behind go. you on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Friedrich Karl Berger, a German citizen, once served in the concentration camp network at New... I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Neuengame is how no, I'm going to say it. Neuengame in North Germany, where more than 50,000 prisoners were killed. Berger's remover demonstrates the Department of Justice and law enforcement partners' commitment to ensuring the U.S. is not a safe haven for those who have participated in Nazi crimes against humanity, uh, said Acting Attorney General Monty Wilkinson. Basically, it's and he goes on to say it's the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg convictions. This case shows that the passage of even many decades will not deter the department from pursuing justice on behalf of the victims of Nazi crimes. So basically saying, I don't care how old you are. I don't care if it's been 74, 75 years. We're still looking for you and we're still coming for you. Berger- you know what that's called? What? That's called the Lieutenant Aldo Rain Doctrine. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he believed in, <laughs> yeah. where they he would carve a swastika into somebody's head. And normally I would be against that type of thing. The Nazis deserved it. They did. Like if, they really did. If you were a Nazi, if you wore the uniform, and <laughs> even though there is a certain element of I think if you were a Nazi, that's where you were born. Like you, if you're in their army, like you might not even know what the fuck you were doing at the time. Like you're just part of like whatever you are. You still deserve that swastika carved into your head, no yes. matter what. I just watched that the other night, by the way. What a fantastic fucking movie. Anyways, Ber- Christoph Watts might be the best actor in the world. So, so, so good. But Berger was investigated and prosecuted by human rights crimes experts from the Department of Justice and ICE during a two-day trial in February 2020. There, he admitted to guarding prisoners to prevent them from escaping during their dawn to dusk workday, on their way to work sites, and on their way back to their camp in the evening. Among the prisoners at Nruin game were Jewish people, Poles, Russians, Danes, Dutch, Latvians, French, Italians, and political opponents of the Nazis. Specifically, Berger worked at a sub-camp near Meppen, where prisoners were held during the winter of 1945 in atrocious conditions, were exploited for outdoor forced labor, often to the point of exhaustion and death. So really, really not a great guy. The Nazis abandoned Meppen as British and Canadian forces advanced on the area towards March of 1945, but Berger helped guard prisoners during their forcible evacuation to the main camp, a nearly two-week trip which killed about 70 prisoners. So he was part of that too. The former guard also admitted he never requested a transfer and never tried to get out of doing that horrible duty. Um, and he continues to receive a pension from Germany based on his employment in Germany, including his wartime service. The Justice Department has won 109 cases against Nazis since it launched its program to find them in 1979. Um, and they've been found all over the place. There was a great I, the diaspora of Nazis, especially South America, but Ethiopia, yeah, Liberia, like Cuba. in Chile, like they're all over the place. They went to Chile a, a shit ton yeah. after. Um, I think that, like having stuff like this is good. Like you can never get away from it. Like you, I right. think that this is something that you have to do. I actually watched a show last night. Um, it was on 
60 minutes and then 60 minutes went into overtime and I tuned in because I was just enthralled with it <laughs> because a lot of the things that happened in Nazi Germany are happening in other places around the globe now, like in China, China they're doing, they're having all type, like they're doing genocide in China right now. Also in Syria, like where there was a guy who is a prosecutor who has spent his entire adult life prosecuting war crimes, prosecuting people in Nuremberg, and then going on to do like at The Hague as well. And he was saying he has prosecuted multiple Nazis in this way. It's kind of like this guy is going to be prosecuted. But he said that he could make the case that what Syria is doing, that he would have an easier time convicting Syria of war crimes than he even did Nazis. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Chaps. I got a text from a, a buddy of mine uh, who's also a veteran last night, and he watched the same 60 Minutes, and he he's predicting that NATO is going to go to war with Syria within six months because of what's going on there right now. So Oy. don't be surprised if you see that. But also, I, I just want to echo one point that you made also. The fact that this gentleman is 95 years old, he probably thought, okay, I'm good now. It's been long enough. that They probably aren't looking for me. But the fact that we were looking for him, and we said, I don't care how old you are. We don't care how long ago it was. We're still going to prosecute you. It's fantastic. I and love it's, that. It's in part German prosecutors are also on the hunt. They're, they're the ones who have intensified their hunt for the last remaining Nazis before they die of old age. Nazi hunters estimated that a dozen could still be alive, but that's how few not a lot left, uh, but they're still looking for them. Good. Looking to bring yeah. back, so. But I, I think what you said about Germany is really interesting, too. One of my uh, good friends here, they, she's from Germany, and she was telling <laughs> us about the differences of how um, the American system of looking at your horrific past is versus Germany. She said in Germany, they pull no punches at all about nazis like and what they did and how evil it was because they're so scared of it happening again and like they said still even though it's been 75 years people think germany most people outside their first inclination is to think of what the nazis did and they don't want to go back down that road they constantly talk about it at school they don't they show the pictures of what happened and they they don't like wash it at all right and she said that comparatively to the american school system where you start calling it the war of southern aggression yeah. or northern aggression and shit like that well, where you really try to change it was it. the times chaps you know slavery yeah, was just like, the time like yeah they, they wouldn't do that in germany they'd be like this is they fucking do awful. the same they don't yeah. do it the same way yeah. they like go after it and say this is never going to happen again which i think is the Correct. I mean, I had never until I was in college, I had never heard that we had internment camps in the United States. Mm -hmm. Never. It's just not something that was talked about, that we put people on trains and put them in war camps like and would go across yeah. the West and they were in hot areas. I never heard about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a dark time in our history that I think people aren't uh, reticent to, to discuss because of how horrible that makes us Oh, it's look. certainly not comfortable, but I think yeah. that you have to talk about yes. it. Like, I, you have to say, this is where we were at. Mm -hmm. We have to move forward and know what we did, like the atrocities of what we did. Like, imagine being somebody who was an Asian American that was living in the 1940s in the United States. Brutal. Like, yeah. absolutely brutal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Crazy. All right, let's move on to round number five. Um, let's actually hear some Bertie Higgins. Yeah. <laughs> right, so round number five, I saw this story floating around the old Reddit machine, and I thought it was great because there is certain aspects of men now that I think is different. I was actually talking to Feidelberg about it yesterday, where how uncomfortable is it to say Mussolini 
was hot as or Stalin was hot as fuck. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to say those words out loud because of what he did as a person. But objectively, but if you just look at him as a person or just his appearance, yeah, Stalin's sexy. And yeah. there's also these sayings that we've always had, like, oh, you know, if he's got big feet, he's mm-hmm. got like a huge cock, d- meaty cock with veins in it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at least girthy. Two, at least two veins, probably as well. One kind of in a Y mm-hmm. shape. Um, mm-hmm. but coming from the bottom, real thick, uh, probably blue. right. Mm-hmm. Looks like a swollen kielbasa on a nice summer day by the lake. Yes, exactly, chaps. Yes, without the grow marks, but there, a boiled kielbasa. But there's really, you know, you'd think there's no way to really look at somebody. He's got a boiled kielbasa cock. Is what they say. Huge one, a big old link. Uh, but there's no way to really <clears throat> look at somebody and say, "Oh, this person is good in bed." Well, uh, the scientists over at the Sun UK. I beg to differ. They are saying that, uh, as it turns out, bearded blokes, they did this whole big chart about men with these features are the best in bed, like a study. So beards, most attractive physical features, according to women, 73% say their best sexual partner had some kind of beard on their face. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, fellas, my goodness. Because they make men look more mature, masculine, and dominant, and probably great with paper towels and cutting down trees. When it Mm -hmm. comes to physical attraction, what we find attractive differs from person to person. Um, But also brown eyes, guys. That was another one that people say is the jackpot. Do any of you, you all have beards. Do any of you have brown eyes as well? No, No. I have green eyes. Gross. Uh, Anyway, they (laughs) they asked almost 5,000 women. Uh, to list the physical attributes of men that they've had sex with and what was like the best sex, who had what attributes. Piercings. I could not disagree more. Pier- Actually, no, yeah, wait a minute. A wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm thinking about it for a second here. Piercings make up a third most common feature among women of what makes a man good in bed. Being classy don't make you good in bed. I got to tell you. That's fair. You roll in the hay with a Delco Union electrician. <laughs> Who's got a? Who's maybe has a? Who maybe has a gauge earring? You're gonna have a good Prince Albert. You're gonna have a good time, ladies. You're not gonna. It's not a keeper. No offense. What about a stairway to maybe heaven? Maybe a keeper for some. For some, but maybe for some you just. What's that ladder called? Jacob's ladder. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it's called when it's like pierced all the way up? Yeah. That's. Oh. Uh huh. Okay. I'm just no saying, thanks. it's not, you know, you're not like, I want to take this I guy imagine home to my like mom. imagine, like, pissing, like a fucking water hose that has all kinds of holes in it, just going all over the place, like a mister. A lot of spray, like a, like a golf course, uh, an early morning dew. Meanwhile... And I want to just mention, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it. I feel like last night I made a really good point that I'm surprised that during blowjobs, pee doesn't come out, because it feels like the, the penis could just be a fleshy straw. Let me just say, your, your texts <laughs> after 9 p.m. on the East Coast have continuously gotten weirder and weirder. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, also, broad shoulders, <laughs> tattoos. Uh, they uh-huh. say these are signs of men who are like more masculine and might have more testosterone and better sex drive. On the- I mean, it's as honest to God describing me. So as, I, so as you said this article last night, I'm, I'm reading the, the, the points that it's making, and I'm like, oh, now I know why Chaps wants to talk about this. He, he, he believes himself to have all of these attributes. I mean, besides the brown eyes, broad shoulders, you mentioned it on the last episode, broad You're shoulders. You're built like a triangle. Beard. 
Tattoos. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else do you need, ladies? Yeah. Thick eyebrows is another one mm-hmm. that shows high sex drive. I don't have those. Um, as well as this small feet and bald heads made the list, too. I've heard this before about bald men. God damn it, chaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read this, too, about bald men, where if you are bald, it means you actually have so much testosterone that it made your hair fall out. But so that you're like super manly is like being bald is actually like a usually they say bald guys. I don't like saying this because you are on the show and I wish that you right. weren't right now. Mm-hmm. They say that bald guys have like absolute hogs on them usually. So I don't know. I mean, if you go back and listen to the episode with my friend Clark Johnson, he can confirm that. I mean, God damn it. I don't want to. I don't. Anyway, um, but basically, but I will say my favorite porn male porn star, Owen Gray, he is none of these things really besides the tattoos and the piercings. He is like a lanky, skinny, looks like you could beat him up. And he like, he's crushes it he's got a real hammer so you never know it's all it's all you never know <laughs> anyway yeah, these studies so, put in in the bottom what mos would be the best lay to get with what we'll start with yukons what do you think 13 bravo artilleryman why make the okay. case we're just used to carrying around heavy things all day and strong and masculine ew no mm. ew uh, kyle no oh. <laughs> Whatever MOS has the most hate built into them, and it's not going to be infantry. They just, you know, they're weird, but like everyone who shits. Yeah, maybe Corman, or maybe like everyone in the Marine Corps makes fun of water dogs. Maybe the water dogs. Yeah, water buffaloes. Yeah, you know, they, no one respects them ever. No, in Okinawa, they would. We had our shop, like our building was shared. It was canine and it was the water bubbles that were there. Their lives were fucking miserable, man. And people yeah. forget to do. that in the miserable. army now, Paulie Shore was a water dog. Mm-hmm. And yep. you saw you saw what he was capable of. That's right. So, That's right. I would love to see in the army now, Bobby Boucher crossover. <laughs> I, I see what you're doing there. That, that, okay. would, that would work. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, a little water boy just, action. Just yeah, just tackles all the Taliban in tw- the 25th year of the Afghan oh, war. Nice. Yeah, I have drone footage of that dude going up a mountain. I'll start writing it tomorrow. I feel like that's perfect, actually. Mm-hmm. I bet you infantrymen are actually probably the worst. I'm just gonna say it to all you infantrymen and women listening right now. Sorry, you got bad mm-hmm. cocks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, well, you're probably too tired. You're probably like, uh, not tonight. I would say whoever docks that, that hose on the one plane into the other plane. Aerial refuelers. Aerial refuelers. I, I, okay, here's the scenario. Right. Remember when you were a kid and, and, and they, in the gym class gave you those, like, they weren't quite skateboards, but it was like a square on yes. four wheels. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. I was so good at that so game. I, yeah. you, so you're... Not you guys. Fingers absolutely annihilated. Not you guys. <laughs> yeah. But I, say I'm with an aerial refueler, and he uh-huh. gets home from work, and I'm I'm laying on one of those with I got a pair of fake wings on, and I scoop myself across the living room floor. I'm rolling across, and I'm like, you better better get the refueling hose out, you know, like what with. What the uh... fuck? <laughs> this is fucked up. <laughs> this took a turn. No. I didn't want it to take. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're going to use elementary school uh, examples. Okay, well, we, we went to the Air Force Academy. They had them, too. 
Yeah, you should have went with that instead of <laughs> kindergarten. You're going to be a mother for Christ's sake. Yeah, really. <laughs> Catherine, you'll be somebody's mother. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> Clean it up. I, I mean, I, I thought mine was, I said canine just because we do it doggy style. Mm. <laughs> right, no. <laughs> oh, dad. <laughs> let's, let's move on a little bit of safe rounds and alibis. Kate, we'll start with you while your face is red. Yeah, no, uh, I'm good. I got nothing. <laughs> All right, awesome. Kyle. Uh <laughs> When we were talking about the the round about the Nazi, it made me think of a book. It's it's called uh, D Day Through German Eyes, and it's this guy wrote it after the war. He was a German journalist before and during and after, and he interviewed a bunch of the people on the Atlantic Wall um, while they were preparing for the invasion and all that. And then he caught up with the ones that had survived and interviewed them again to see you know what what everything was like now and it it was really interesting to hear a lot of those guys on the atlantic wall weren't german they were kind of press ganged into service and just to hear their experiences because we don't hear that at all from their perspective which you know why would we um but it was it was interesting one guy said he had never seen hate like that in someone's eyes as a as a british soldier climbed into their pillbox and then as soon as he surrendered, he said it just melted away. And they like they were about ready to kill him. And then they offered him like tea and biscuits like 20 seconds later. And it, it was just a really interesting read. Um, kind of makes you think about the different perspectives and consider. I'm not saying Nazis yeah. are good, but these no, guys that no. were on the Atlantic Wall, they, they weren't yeah. necessarily Nazis. A lot of them were Russians yeah. that were captured and forced to be there or Poles or anybody really i mean they had they basically had a slave army on the wall yeah that reminds so. me of the, the one gentleman in band of brothers who who said i forget who it was i'm sorry but he said you know i couldn't help but wonder if if times were different and i had met this gentleman that i'm fighting against if we wouldn't have been good friends if if he liked to fish and to hunt and i, I like to fish and to hunt and we could have been real good pals but because we're on different sides and we're just following orders we're trying to kill one another. So it, well, it I said right. that a million times about like if I if we got invaded like we did Iraq, you better believe I'd be planting IEDs. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, mm -hmm. It would it would be all right. I gotta go because I have a um, a psychology appointment, so I'll give mine. I don't have any. Um, here's a sound to retreat after cons give his. I'll all talk right. to you guys later. Yeah, uh, I hate that I have to say this, uh, but. I know we didn't actually film a movie on Mars. I, I, I feel like some people probably thought I was being serious. I don't believe I know you. we didn't actually film a movie on Mars. So I'll yeah. cut whatever. this so that you get <laughs> all the you. nasty DMs. Yeah, whatever. And then uh, lastly, it's, you know, it's with Barstool, it's always, I think, still cool when, when certain things happen and certain people come by. And the video on Sunday of, of Troy Aikman, who I really idolized growing up as a, a quarterback. And I wore eight because Troy Aikman wore eight. And I really, I wasn't a Cowboys fan per se, but just really liked Troy Aikman. To, to see him say he, he wants to meet Dave and he really respects everything that Dave and Barcelona is doing. And he, Dave has, you know, giant yeah. balls. Like, I just thought that was pretty cool to see. So Troy Aikman, if you're around, I'll happy, I'm happy to have a catch with you. So that's all I got. <laughs> Sound that Bye. Richard.